Welcome to the Pactum. This is Pat Abendroth, and I am with Mike Grimes. And if you want to listen real carefully, I hear it. I hear it. You I don't can, know if they can hear. hear it. That's, can we hear it? Oh, there, there we it go. Is. We can hear <laughs> the, the shaking of the Pactum snow globe because That's right. today, episode ninety-eight, we're talking about holidays. Yeah, not be holidays. Oh, perfect. <laughs> Better you to sing than me. Not just because. We're, okay, we are recording in December. That's right. It'll release in December. But we're not just talking about Christmas today. We're talking about holidays, as in yes, Christmas issues associated with it, but we're going to talk about Halloween. We're going to Ooh, talk about Good Friday. We're Halloween. going to talk about Lint, otherwise Lint? known as Lent. Lint? <laughs> <laughs> what we want to do today is have a provocative and yet charitable discussion with you about issues that surround holidays, issues yes. that surround you know, what we should do, what we shouldn't do. We don't have it all figured out, but we are both Christians. We try to be thoughtful. I suppose we have, you know, between us more than half a century of Christian living under our pactum belts. There you go. So maybe this could be helpful in maneuvering through the issues related to holidays. Yes. That's what, what we're about today, what we're going to do. And uh, I think it might be kind of fun. Yeah. I think it's going to be a great discussion. Time to talk about those holidays and what do you think about it? I did, need to, I did need to shake the, the Pactum snow globe because it's not a lot of snow here in December at this point in time. There's, it's just rain. You know? Rain, rain, big time. Yeah. Thunder last night sounded kind of good, though. I, I like missed that. it. I slept right through it. Everybody oh. thought, did you hear that? I didn't hear any of it. It was really nice. Yeah. So we are going to have a good time today on the Pactum episode 98. That's right. We're going to call it, let's call it Happy Holy Day. Happy Holy Day. Happy Holy Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I see. I didn't want to uh, sing. Oh, you did. But self-control was not a strong point for me today. (laughs) I was singing like punk rock songs about holidays earlier. Mike Grimes was having a little breakdown moment. Didn't know know what to do. He was going to phone a friend. (laughs) Try to to get me committed or something like that. So I think Uh, what we're going to do is cover some principles, some suggestions, some points of guidance, some timeless truths. Timeless truths for you, the Pactiverse, on the holy We're just trying to get you thinking. Let's start with Sunday is the Christian holiday. Yes. Sunday is the Christian holiday. Mike Grimes, co-host to the Pactum with several listeners, (laughs) several hundred thousand. He's over there standing on his head trying to get your attention because this is the most important thing we're going to say. Sunday is the Christian holiday. And by holiday, really, we're trying to be literal. Think about holiday as in holy Holy day, day, the day that is set apart. What is the day that is set apart according to Christianity, according, according to biblical Christianity, something I know about but can't say? It's Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday is the Lord's Day. Yep. It is the holy day. It is the holiday. If you're going to have any holy day, holiday, it's the one you need to have, actually, right? right? Yes. Why would, we, why would we say that it is the holy day? It is the holiday that we don't have as an option. It's actually a mandate. Right. Well, it's the first day of the week. It's the day that the Lord has given to us to set aside, to worship him, to gather as the body of Christ. How would you prove that biblically? I could prove it if I went to Acts chapter 20, verse 7. I am so with you. Acts chapter 20, verse 7 says, on the first day of the week, which is... Sunday, by there the way, not Monday, when it we is. were gathered together. And you together. can set up your calendar that way, depending on how you'd like it. At least I can it on still the stresses me program out. that I'm using. <laughs> I still can't have Sunday be the first on the calendar because that, I don't know. It just wigs me out. 
Oh, I, I, I'm with you. I do it yeah. the same way. Wait, no. Sunday is the first on my calendar. Now I'm confused. <laughs> anyway, Sunday. Acts chapter 20, verse 7. There you first go. day of the week, first gathered day of the week together. is Sunday. That's what happened post-resurrection, right? Right, yes. We yeah. see other examples of that, like in 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 2. Yes. And then if you consult confessions, this is what Christians say. They say things like, he has particularly appointed one day in seven for a Sabbath, for a rest, to be yeah. kept holy unto him, which from the beginning of the world to the resurrection of Christ was the last day of the week, and from the resurrection of Christ was changed into the first day of the week, which is called the Lord's Day, and it is to be continued to the end of the world mm. as the Christian rest, as the Christian Sabbath, the observance of the last day of the week being abolished. Abolished. I like that word. That's a good one. Done away with. So yeah. there it is. It's the Christian practice to have it be the first day of the week. It is our holy day. It is our ultimate holiday. Yep. And it's kind of fascinating to think now. It used to be we would work in order to rest, and now we rest first day of the week in order to work. Yeah. So guilt, grace, gratitude. So now we work out of gratitude because we are resting in Christ, who is our ultimate Sabbath. I I like the way that works. I think it's fantastic. Yep. It, it's like God had a plan. I think he did. <laughs> before, before, the <laughs> before the foundations of the world, of the world right? and the pactum verse. Right. Now, what do we do? I don't know if we're going to talk about this later in the episode, but what do we do if a holy day falls on the holy day? I think that would actually be the case this year. <laughs> it would be. What we do is we're ex- we buy extra presents for our kids. Yeah, and we cancel all service. No. <laughs> that, indeed, we do not do, no. and we are going to talk about Okay, that. we'll talk about that later. And okay. just dispel. Okay, we'll get to it. Okay. All right. Uh, here, are you hearing any like I'm, Christmas music, like when you go to the, uh, oh, you go to the mall. The no, we don't, we don't do that anymore. Uh, you go to the, um, where else do you go to the, the uh, grocer, as the local grocer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. Bob, my yes. grandpa would say. Yes, sir. Bob. You hear it at the, at the local grocery store. Yeah. The Christmas music. Or for at sure. the market, because we have people who listen to the Pactum. We're in practically every country now. I, I don't know. I haven't checked for a while, but we are in a lot of countries. Okay. So sometimes people say the market. Yep. They probably don't say the grocer. Probably not. <laughs> I don't know who does anyway. <laughs> only I do only on the Pactum. That's but w- right. We are hearing Christmas Christmas music these days. Yes. And uh, we're singing some Christmas music at the local congregation. We are. We most definitely are. Well, maybe we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's talk yeah. about this. Yeah. Let's Next guiding principle or thing you need to remember yeah. is this. Shadows. We're good, but don't go back to shadows. Shadows. Don't go back to shadows. This is a reoccurring theme on the Pactum. It is because a reoccurring theme. Because we have yes. 66 books in our Bible. We think they're all true, yep. but we're not in the Old Covenant. We're in the New Covenant, and so don't go back to the shadows of the Old Covenant where there are lots of fe- things like festivals and yes. holidays yes, yes. slash holy days, if you will. Yep. We think they're true. We think they're important. We think they're vital. They're part of Scripture but they're designed to be shadowy. Yes, shadowy. Right? And so don't go back to the shadows. We're in the new covenant. Read 1 Corinthians chapter 11, right? Every time you celebrate the supper, it is the new covenant in Christ's blood. We're not in the old covenant anymore. Right. We don't have yeah. the types and shadows anymore. The substance belongs to Christ, Colossians 2.17. So shadows are awesome. 
We think they're important. Let's go there and learn about them. But we are in the new covenant. We're talking substance. Yeah. Don't go back. Hebrews nine twelve. He entered once for all into the holy places, not by means of the blood of bulls and goats and calves. Think again, shadows, types, but by the means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. So we're not going back to those old holy days, those old holidays that were typological in anticipation, important, but finding fulfillment in Christ, right? Yes, yeah. So those holy days that you read about in Scripture, Old Testament, they're pointing forward to looking forward to Christ. So we're not going to go back and celebrate those and be all excited about them. Right. So therefore, Pactum verse, when you read about them and you're fascinated by all the old covenant holidays, holy days, be sure to don't lose your ever loving Christian mind. (laughs) Be sure to, that was just a parenthetical, (laughs) be sure to interpret those interesting, fascinating things in a way that would be by design, the way they were meant to be interpreted by you as a Christian, Christianly, Christianly. right? (laughs) You say these things were anticipating the ultimate lamb. These right. things were anticipating the ultimate who is none other than Christ the Lord. So yeah. be sure to do that because what you don't want to do is uh, try to interpret the Bible as if you're not a Christian. If you are a Christian, yeah. uh, that would be called veiled hermeneutics here on the Pactum. Veiled it would be called unbelieving hermeneutics here on the Pactum. Second uh, Corinthians chapter three is pretty important when it comes to this whole matter. Second Corinthians three fourteen says, "But their minds were hardened." These are unbelievers. Mm. For to this day, when they read the old covenant, right, the holidays, the holy days, the feasts, and the festivals, all that jazz, when they they read the old covenant, that same veil remains unlifted because only through Christ is it taken away. Yes. To this day, whenever Moses, 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 whenever I got a lot of caffeine going you on, do, and not tell. a lot of sleep. Whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their hearts. But when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Mm. So when you're a believer, the veil is removed. Now you can enjoy learning about all of those fascinating things, and yet you can read them as all of those old covenant fascinating things. You don't need to go back to the shadows. And with all the sarcasm I can muster, <laughs> so here's here's Pat mustering sarcasm. Uh, I'd say, oh, but but wouldn't it be neat if we could observe those holidays of the Old Testament? And wouldn't we become more spiritually mature if we showed everybody how much more we know than they do about all of those things? And and that would show Christian maturity. <laughs> no. <it would. laughs> Thank you, co-host of the Pact of Mike Grimes. No, it would no, not be. it wouldn't. And as a matter of fact, it would reveal how much you don't know about what we would call the meta narrative. It would yeah. reveal reveal how much you don't know about the big picture of redemptive history. Sure, yeah, yeah. So don't be intimidated by those folks who probably are well-meaning. They're just immature in the faith, and they are not reading the Bible uh, from a big picture redemptive historical perspective, understanding how it all fits together. And uh, they can be intimidating because they're going to do like this super-duper, uber duper <laughs> deep dive into the minutia of some certain festival. Sure. Yeah. And you're yeah. like, Oh, I, 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 I didn't know that little fun fact about that. And, yeah. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, well, you know, if we really were mature, we would not yep. only study these things like I have, but we would also do them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> next thing you know, you're 
putting up tents and celebrating. The next celebrating thing you the- know, old Jed's a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> the kin folks say, Jed, move away from there. Wait a second. Wait, is that... Uh... Pop culture, old school television um, shows. I know. I'm trying to catch it. Um, it's the Beverly, Beverly Hillbillies. Hillbillies. There it is. I knew it. All right. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. So it's really, <laughs> it, it really is an interesting, fascinating exercise in immature people. Sure. Yeah. Being then platformed as if they're mature because they did a deep dive into something. Yeah. So, yeah. Remember, mm-hmm. shadows are awesome. Just don't go back to the shadows. Yep. We have a holy day. Right. Really, we're, what we're saying today on the Pactum is we have a holiday, and it's not the one in the sun. It's the holiday that's the first day of the week. It is the Lord's Day. There you go. <laughs> you, you can take the punk rock out of the kid, but you can't get the kid out of the punk rock, I guess is how it goes. Oh, man. Okay. I, go ahead. I was just, I never got into the punk rock, punk rock thing. That I just... I don't know. It's not me. Okay. Sorry. You weren't even alive. That's probably why. Well... <laughs> Different style of punk rock, I should say, okay. when I was yeah, a youngster. So you're probably thinking like Green Day or something. MXPX, like okay. Green Day. Yeah. That's, that, sorry. That's, I don't mean to be offensive here. I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to be, trigger you. Right. <laughs> and I don't mean to offend anybody else or trigger them, but there you There you go. have it. Okay, so we're continuing to talk about holidays. What about like... Uh, you know, mandating holidays for other Christians, ones that you like to observe, that you like to participate in, or you think should be observed, you think we should participate in. We want to say here on the Pactum, you should not, do not mandate other holidays for Christians. Don't there, bind other people's consciences, is what we're really saying. You heard it here it on the Pactum. That, that was perfect from yeah. Mike Grimes. That is our third guiding principle, timeless truth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mandate other holidays for right. Christians. right. Um, so, for example, it does get spicy here. Yes. We're going to be a little controversial. So, for example, let's think uh, Christmas Eve is coming up. Uh, so, it, indeed, it we is. We can start there. Yep. We're going to have a Christmas Eve service. Oh, boy. At the church. We are. Uh, yeah. Are we going to mandate that people come to that and say and expect them to be well, there? Well, you know, in 4th John. Oh. It okay. says, thou shalt, in the King James oh, okay. authorized version, <laughs> thou shalt have a Christmas Eve service. <laughs> okay, you, you, you see our point, uh, listeners, you, you see our point. There, there is not a mandate for such a thing. Right, so yeah. while I enjoy, I, I love our Christmas Eve service. I do too, yeah. Uh, it's enjoyable. What we don't want to do is make it obligatory for Before, Christians. Right, right. So yeah. kid you not, we might even say things like, if if you're free. If you're available <laughs> to join us. We, we do have a Christmas Eve service, but what we don't do is try to make it some sort of mandated as if it is the Lord's Day kind of thing. Right, yeah. Uh, we're not going to do that because yeah. we think technically uh, that could be considered legalism. Sure. Now, yeah. realize it's probably what we would call legalism light or legalism with a smile. Yeah. <laughs> because who in the world would ever think a Christmas Eve service is legalist? Yeah. But it actually is if you stop and think, sure. oh, it, if it's a holy day set apart by God, which it's not, but we're saying that it is, that would be legalism. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. What are just, some other, what about, what about Lent? Well, let's not get there yet. Okay. I, I just want to, I want to point out, I, I was looking in our local area, not, I wasn't at my local grocer, <laughs> but I was just searching to see what churches are doing in the area because this year Christmas does happen to be on Sunday. Yep. And it was interesting to find churches not having Sunday worship, but they called it Sunday worship, but it was actually Christmas Eve worship. What? But canceling Sunday morning. So they call it Sunday morning worship? Yeah. As far as I remember when oh, I was looking. Weird. It was late at night when I was looking. <laughs> so 
so fascinating. It was fascinating. So you're going to bind people's conscience, if you will, and say Christmas Eve service. Um, and, but we're not going to have the, we're not going to have actual first day of the week service, which is what is actually required. So that's not legalistic. Right. That's actually faithful, but we're going to tell people they have to come on Christmas Eve and the day before Christmas Eve for the Christmas Eve service. I think it might be legalism. That's hmm, yeah. You might not have thought it was legalism, but I actually think it's a kind of legalism. So, hmm. but it's just with a big smile on your face. <laughs> we're so glad you're here for our extra biblical service that we're requiring you to come to because we're not having we're a Christmas the day service. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. So you wanted to go down the Lent road. Yeah. Ooh. What about Lent? You know. Uh, We're going to bind people's conscience. You should always return things after they've been lent to you. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever I can do to try to get Mike Grimes to laugh. He's got the, he has the packed him laughing gas over there. I I do. I I take a few breaths every so often and keep it going. Indeed. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of Lent. When I first was converted, I remember asking the person who uh, was mentoring me, uh, who has since denied the faith. So trust in the Lord, not in those who evangelize you, but I digress. Hmm. So I wonder how many times we say I digress. I don't know. I don't know. I like, I like to say you it. You do like to say it. So all of that to say, back in the, back in the I got to shake the Pactum globe. Get us back on track here with okay, the globe. There we go. Here I'm we go. shaking the Pactum globe. So all of that to say, Lent, um, I remember asking, so, you know, when's the Lent service, Lenten service? And they mm. said, um, we, I was going to an evangelical free church. And so they said, well, we don't actually have one of those. You'd probably have to find a, a Catholic church <laughs> or maybe a Lutheran church uh, to do Lent. And that was like a Bath puzzling to me. Sure, yeah. I didn't really understand. They didn't say tell me it was bad or good. They just said you probably can't find one at the church where you're going right now. Mm. I was like, oh, I don't get it. So anyway, we don't find Lent in the Bible. We're not big fans of Lent because we think we are now, again, if we're telling people they need to do this for godliness, they should do this for godliness, then you're 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 prescribing something. You're telling people they Mm, need to do something the Bible doesn't tell them to do. And so now it's um I think technically that's called legalism. Sure. Yeah. So let's not do that. I did like the article. We will link to it in the snow notes because it's December. (laughs) (laughs) In the show notes. This is right. This is Carl Truman from Reformation 21 uh, a few years back. Yeah. It's good. He says, just as celebrating July the 4th makes sense for Americans, but not for the English. So Ash Wednesday and Lent really make no sense to those who are Presbyterians, Baptists, or free church evangelicals. Hmm. Ooh, provocative Carl Truman. Imagine that. Yeah. Right. He, then he says, it also puzzles me that time and energy is spent each year on extolling the virtues of Lent when comparatively little is spent on extolling the virtue of Virtues of the Lord's Day. Presbyterianism has its liturgical calendar, its way of marking time. Six days of earthly pursuits, one day of rest and gathered worship. Of course, that is rather boring. (laughs) Boring, that is, unless you understand the rich theology, which underlies the Lord's Day, and gathered worship, and realize that every week one meets together with fellow believers to taste a little bit of heaven on earth. Mm. When Presbyterians and Baptists and Free Church Evangelicals start attending Ash Wednesday services and observing Lent, one can only conclude that they have either been poorly instructed in the theology oh, in the theology, or the history of their own traditions, or that they have no theology and history. <laughs> Yikers. It's kind, Zing, of, kind of biting. Truman, yeah. So uh, let, let's, let's be really cautious about mandating other holidays yeah. when the Bible doesn't mandate these holidays. Yep. Maybe people are well-meaning, but... Uh, 
probably there are doctors who do malpractice yeah. <laughs> who are well-meaning. <laughs> they're just not up to snuff on what they're supposed to be prescribing Yes, yeah. So or recommending. Yeah. All right. Probably need to keep things moving okay, because the snow rolling. is settling on the Pactum snow globe floor. <laughs> We got, we got to hustle. <laughs> the sands of time. Okay, oh, the we fourth. Need, we need one of those, like Ooh, a timer. The timer, the sand timer. Uh-huh. That'd be kind of cool. For the pact, and we'd have to go really fast. Yeah. And really get done with the episode as fast as we can because <laughs> it's a speed round. Speed okay. round. Okay, so a fourth timeless truth or principle <laughs> about holy days. Uh, enjoy your freedom. Enjoy your freedom. Well, why would we say enjoy your freedom? Because we're free in Christ. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free, right? That, so. And we, if we are free by Christ, we are free indeed. Yes, so how yeah. about that? How, yeah. how great is it that we're not in bondage to either old covenant ceremonies, yep, sure, yeah. but we're also not in bondage to other people's traditions, other people's legalism. We're not in bondage to the religious traditions of men and women that they've come up with on their own because sure, of yeah. the creativity. No, we are free. Yeah. So that so, that's super helpful. So does that mean we're free to celebrate any holiday, any holiday at all? <laughs> so if it's a religious holiday with bad underpinnings and paganism or whatever it is, I I don't I I don't consider myself free to celebrate it. Sure, yeah. I'm free to say I'm not going to celebrate yeah. it. <laughs> but we can start. I guess I can. I guess we can pause and say there are holidays. Um, that maybe we are free to celebrate. Maybe they're not church holidays. Maybe they're customary holidays because of where we live. Maybe they used to have pagan associations and they don't anymore. And with a free conscience, I can say, trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something (laughs) good to eat. eat. (laughs) (laughs) So since that one does come up. Yeah. Halloween comes up all the time. It does. Yeah. And uh, do your kids trick or treat? Absolutely. Man, (laughs) listen, our house, it's like we get so many buckets of candy. It's like the exciting thing, you know? Mike didn't even flinch. No hesitation. It's all about Halloween. No hesitation. This is, okay, that that brings up the interesting Mike is pointing his finger at me right now. When I grew up, okay, this may be an Iowa thing. I don't know. But- is it a thing that people tell jokes when they trick or treat? I think. Did it, you ever tell jokes? You no, had to tell a joke no, to never, get the candy. Never. Okay, that was the thing where I grew up. You have to tell a joke to get the candy. I'm okay. just curious. Pact verse. Let me know. I think Nebraska is a little behind. That that would be fascinating. I it you know. So every <laughs> Halloween season, if you will, either give. I think I think it was give us a treat or we're going to play it prank on you. Okay. Yeah. We're going to play a trick on you. Ooh. My grand grandfather, grand, Grandpa Henry. He went by Hank. Uh, Grandpa Henry talked about moving someone's outhouse no way. over a few feet. <laughs> so then they fell down in the, the, the waste part of it. Yeah. It wasn't too good because it was, it was prank because they didn't give him any <clears throat> treats, I guess. Well, so, we, we just did jokes. We don't advise that on the back. <laughs> no, we don't. So, that so would, Halloween. Yeah. That, that would be an example of something where, you know what? Maybe you're free to go ahead and do that and say, yeah. I'm going to go do that holiday. It's not sure. a problem with me. Sure. Yeah. Maybe Let's talk about some an, another one. And maybe someone who doesn't have a clear conscience to do it. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. They, they're yeah. not going to do Halloween. That they're is do fine. something yeah. different. Yep. What about How, Easter? Easter egg hunts. Easter egg. So Eshtar. Happy Eshtar. Uh, we didn't talk about Good Friday, but we could have because we wouldn't want to require a service when there isn't one in the Bible. But we might have one and say, if you're free... If you're free, feel free to come. Feel free to come and join. And us. I might even have a bothered conscience by that. I, I maybe would prefer that we didn't have one, but we do, and I'm okay being a part of it. I'm flexible sometimes. Okay, <laughs> Easter egg hunts. 
I would let my kids do an Easter egg hunt. They'd go to their grandma's house or their yeah. their yep. uh, their aunt's house, aunt, aunt, whichever one, auntie. Yeah, yep. And they would do an Easter egg hunt. Sure. Um, yeah. How about Christmas traditions? Now, let's move outside of the church and let's do oh, sure. uh, yeah. Santa Claus. Do you tell your kids there's a Santa Claus? We don't in our okay. house. Well, okay, good. We we do. We always have said uh, Santa Claus is always with our Vince stockings in the morning. Yes, yep. We do that. Yep. And uh, they've come from Santa Claus, but we've always told our kids, um, man, and if you need to have your kids go to the other room while they're listening to the Pactum. Here's uh, your warning. It's a family show, <laughs> but... There's no such thing as Santa Claus. Actually, we would tell our kids there is such a thing. It's sure. a tra- it's a tradition. Tradition, yeah. And if you go to the mall, which people don't do anymore, but if you go, if you were hypothetically to yep. go to the yep. mall, there might be a guy dressed up, and he's a real guy. Yeah, he is a real guy. Right? We wouldn't want our kids to see a real guy with a fake real beard. <laughs> <laughs> and we're saying that's not a real fake beard. Right. Yeah. It's a real person dressed up like a fictional character. Right, yep. And isn't it a fun story? Uh, to talk about this guy who gives gifts and giving gifts is nice. So we, we've done the whole deal, but we've always told them that it's just mom and dad. Yeah. But let's pretend. But it's pre- fun. Because pretend yeah. is fun. It's fun. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, growing up, my my parents, you know, they would tell me Santa Claus is real. And then, you know, they eat part of the carrots and throw them out yeah. in the yeah. snow. So I would think that, you know, the reindeer came and ate ate the cookies with yep. Santa. And oh, yeah. Jazz. Sure, yeah. So we've just been honest with our kids to say there's no such thing in real life, but we can pretend and make it a lot of fun. Yep. So it's yeah. kind of, for us, it's worked out. It's been a good way to go. Yeah. And there's not, there's not a one size fits all for how to handle that. I, I don't think so. Some Christians are real uptight about it yeah. one way yeah. or the other. And um, some some Christians think it's good to lie to their kids and tell them there's a Santa. <laughs> okay, we're we're trying to be provocative. Uh, although you know, my wife actually had just had a good conversation with someone who I don't think is a Christian who was able to talk and just but is a young parent hmm. to talk about what we did and it got them thinking because someone even overheard the conversation and said something like, "So yeah, because if you tell them Santa's real and they find out Santa's not real, then maybe they won't think Jesus is real either." Hmm. And my wife. Life is like bingo. There you go. Hello. All right. Maybe to kind of balance some of this out, let's, sure. let's hear from Theodore Beza. Beza is yeah. a pretty cool name. It is. I might, I cool might name, name a pet Beza. There you go. Beza. Be kind of good. Be kind of fun. So Theodore Beza, who uh, came after Calvin, who's known for being pretty strict on things, mm-hmm. does yep. allow some flexibility here. So here's sure. a quote from Beza. As for other festival days, we have removed them as much as possible from us, especially those which have been introduced through manifest idolatry. Good idea, yeah. Mr. Beza. Yeah. <laughs> he goes on to say, we have done this so as to correct the innumerable abuses which flowed from such and to relieve the poverty of many. So let's not have people in bondage anymore. In other words, right, yeah. nevertheless, here, here's kind of the um, uh, kind of the toning down of things, the little bit of um, mercy and generosity. He says, nevertheless, because there are certain festivals devoted since ancient times to the celebration of the mysteries of concerning our redemption, we use Christian liberty and submit all to edification according to the different circumstances of places, times and persons. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, it seems reasonable. Yeah. He's being a little bit flexible, a little bit patient, a little bit kind yep. uh, in this whole thing as it would relate to conscience. Let's go to the next guiding principle yes. or thing for yeah. you to consider as you maneuver through the, I almost said morass. That sounds way too negative. <laughs> I was just, you know, on the alliteration of maneuver through the morass, <laughs> motivating many moralistic 
mooring. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> Let's move on to the next Monotheus. Oh, man. So it kind of plays off the, the basic quote here, the next one we have for them. Uh, consider your setting. Yeah. He says, according to different circumstances, places, times, and persons, consider your setting, where you're at as you're thinking through holidays, you know, yeah. what, what you will and will not be a part of and celebrate and all that. So um, when you're alive, yeah. where you are living, where your country, at. your state, your city, your congregation. Sure, yeah. And literally, we do have many of you who listen in different places. It sure, might yeah. look different for you than it does in Omaha, Nebraska, uh, depending yeah. on the kind of church as well. Uh, as well. If you yeah. lived in the fourth century, it would look different from now in the 21st century in the United States. Yeah. Really, yeah. really depends. And that, that will shape the way it would shape the way I would approach Christmas, for example, sure. and Christmas traditions. Yep. So just to be candid here where Mike and I, we say here, where yeah. where my, we're recording at the church in the Pactum studio. Yeah. We're not in Mike's parents' basement no, we're not. any longer. No. <laughs> So our studio is at the is at the the church building. So where we are, um, we we have some Christmas decorations up. Yep. So there's yep. full disclosure, and uh, I don't think it's a problem for anybody. No, I think it's I think people seem to enjoy it for the most part. I I never hear people get scroogey about. It. And, <laughs> and there's no question what I mean. If you're here for five seconds, you know that we're not all about j- jolly old Saint Nick. Right? Yeah, we're not parading. I I heard on the radio the other day somebody saying that. She led the kids in dancing around the church building to Feliz Navidad at their Christmas Eve service. Anyway, so seven times and then the yeah. church fell down. <laughs> but you, you know, we're not into that kind of thing. It looks different. It looks festive and nice. Right. I think it makes it look warmer. Yes, yeah. But really, like zero attention is drawn to right. the decorations, no. even though people have done a wonderful job making it look nice. Yes. Someone literally said to me recently. They said, "Thank you for for." just making it look festive in the building. Sure. Uh, we've gone to so many other churches that pretend like, you know, it doesn't exist as a holiday. Sure. So, yeah. And yeah. I said, I might personally go without the decorations, but I'm glad you like them and they do make me feel nice and warm inside. Yeah. So, <laughs> right. We're, yeah. we're in yeah, different yeah. places, but I think at least where we are right now, it, it works. I don't think anybody is freaked out about it and people tend to generally enjoy it. So yeah, yeah for sure. But if I live somewhere else, was it pastoring a different congregation, different setting? I might choose differently. So we're being flexible. And I think it's similar to other holidays, not just Christmas. You know, would I do Halloween if I lived at a different time in a different place? Would I let my kids trick or treat if it was all about, you know, paganism or something like that? Uh, Maybe not. But given where I live, it's like an American holiday. It's just what you do. So for years and years, we would just send our kids to the basement to find things to put on. (laughs) Yeah. Right? We didn't buy costumes. We didn't do any of that that. stuff. They're just like putting on some Jack Sparrow thing that they happen to, you know, make up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe when it comes to this flexibility thing, depending, uh, considering your setting, uh, it's a little bit off topic, but it is related. So um, I spoke yesterday, I want to confirm this. So I spoke to a Pactum verse member, a close friend of ours, uh, Aaron Sasane. Hey, Aaron, how you doing? So Aaron is from India. And when I've been in India in the past, I've noticed that sometimes Indian Christians, when they see other Indians um, in the street at the market or whatever, they say namaste. Hmm. And that the first time I witnessed that happen, I thought... I, how could you say yeah. I worship the God within you or whatever yeah, yeah, it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was like, you know, paganism yeah, right. yeah. from Hinduism. And uh, I think technically it is, but it's become a cultural greeting. Hmm. 
And uh, here are faithful, very committed Bible-believing Christians who really want nothing to do with Hinduism. Uh, they do the cultural accommodation thing because mm. uh, it's just what people say. Sure, yeah. And they say it, hmm. which I think is kind of interesting. That is interesting, uh, yeah. To think in terms of, you know, in American evangelicalism, we, we'd you know, completely have a meltdown and freak out because a Christian might have thought about doing yoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Surely, and they would never say namaste. Right, yeah. Uh, but you know what? Faithful Christians in other settings, maybe we wouldn't do it in uh, the United States of America and evangelicalism. But what's interesting is I have friends who do it in India. Sure. They're far from Hindu. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Namaste, Mike. Namaste. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. okay Aaron, gotta... Aaron, I hope we didn't just get you in trouble with no. your um, weaker brethren who don't say such <laughs> things. He did say, but what we he doesn't say, he doesn't say it to other Christians. Yeah. So yep. anyway, yep. all right. He did. Okay, moving on. We just got a few more of these here for you: timeless truths and principles from the Pact and Verse on the Holy Days. Uh, don't cheapen Christ. Don't whatever cheapen... you do with all of this. Do not Christ cheapen Christ. Okay, no one would want to do that who no. is a Christian. No. So what we're going to do here, Mike, is we're going to be really careful. Yes. And what we're going to do is just pose some questions. Pose some questions. So question number one, just to get you thinking. Just, yeah, just to help okay. you think through the issue. Is it really a good idea to do resurrection eggs? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just think about uh, the fertility holiday and the fertility Eshtar eggs and rabbits and chicks. And should we really do resurrection eggs? I'm just putting it out there. Just, 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 just putting it out just there. Just question. Um, maybe another question we could just pose and, you know, how, oh, here we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> how helpful is it to put Santa at the manger? Hmm. Right. Little mythological just, just, meets the historical. There, do we do we? Is it helpful to put mythological with the historical? Just just asking, asking for a friend. Question, asking for a friend. His name is, <laughs> and maybe another one. And uh, I've known well-meaning Christians who do this, yep. but I'm just going to pose yep. it as a question. Uh, and these are all Mike's questions. I'm just asking. I came up with because these, I right, so, yeah. I sound a lot nicer <laughs> than Mike does. So. Um, <laughs> Should we do a birthday cake for Jesus? Should we sing happy birthday to Jesus Jesus at Christmas? Just 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 ask it. And uh and and maybe as we're thinking about it, do you sing happy birthday to other people you know that have died? Hmm. Just hmm. just kind of trying to I here's what here's the deal. So in all seriousness, we we're we're trying to put Christ back in Christmas. Um <laughs> and I get it, but it, you know, it's this Americanized yeah. holiday and it is what it is. So just, but, but be, just be thoughtful, prayerful. That's, sure. that's actually the last thing we're going to say at yeah. the end here. Be, yeah. be prayerful about what you're going to do and, and consider whether or not the long-term effects might be, you know, not very helpful. Sure. Uh, yeah. What, what, what do you, what do you think your kids might think when they're 24? Sure. Yeah. Not that you know the future, but just right. try to, try to be thoughtful, maybe creative, but maybe not too cheesy. Yeah. Let's yeah. think about this. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm glad we just picked up a bunch of more listeners because of our good <laughs> questions that we are asking here on the Pactum. Yes. Well, we already mentioned be prayerful, be yeah. prayerful, wise, think about the future, maybe consult some other people, and then maybe we'll have this be the last guiding principle, and that would be this. Don't force your freedom or lack thereof on others. Yeah. The goal is to love each other, love others, so that's yeah. why I was so loving yeah. in posing those questions. 
questions. (laughs) (laughs) So when we're talking about people's conscience, when their consciences, if that's the way you say it, Romans 14, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, other texts, what we're trying to do is show love and give them room uh, depending on where they are in spiritual maturity. So let's be thoughtful. Let's be careful. Let's be loving toward others, because a lot of the issues we're talking about are not black and white, biblical, die-on-the-wall issues. They're issues of conscience, issues of wisdom. That's why we've been able to have a little bit extra fun with this whole thing. Yes. Right? Yep. That's right. Okay. Well, we're thankful you tuned in today, and you've joined us here on this episode, episode 98 of the Pactum. Happy Holy Happy Holy Day. Day. We're getting lots of great reviews. We're getting lots of great feedback. Thank you so much for allowing us to be a part of your life. And uh, we are grateful for that. Yeah. You can find us online on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us, connect at thepactum.org. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on The Pactum. The Pactum.